Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right. Episode 20 of the Zero Powerlifting Podcast. That's what we're up to right now. Um, today's one's probably going to be a quick one. We'll see. We're about to find out. Uh, but I'm going to talk to you about uh, cutting weight for competitions. And uh, I don't mean just generally. I mean like a water cut that you do in the last week leading into the competition to make weight for the competition. Uh, I'm not going to do a full-on breakdown, but hopefully provide some insight into how it works um, and hopefully... Um, I guess demystify the subject. I say that word too much these days. Uh, hopefully demystify the subject and provide a little bit of um, um, hopefully guidance to help you make the right decision next time you do a, a cut for a comp. Uh, so I guess the best place to start this is determining whether it's worth doing a cut. Excuse me. And determining also whether you... Uh, should be doing the cut so if it's worth it and if you should be doing it so is it worth it i mean like ultimately this is going to come between the athlete and the coach or the athlete themselves if they're 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 without a coach or they're self-coached um and everyone's going to have different ideas as to what's worth cutting for and what's not um it also comes down to the uh, degree of of uh, the cut as in like how much weight you're actually trying to cut but in general unless there is a real need uh, to be in a particular weight class that is you're not chasing a record uh, oh sorry you are chasing a record you have to be that weight class because that's what you've qualified for for nationals you have to be that weight class because that's what you need to be to qualify for a bigger comp whatever it may be if none of that's really on the line if you can qualify in any weight class and that, that you just need to put up a total, then you can nominate your weight class for the bigger comp or you're not chasing any records. There's not particularly um, any competition in that weight class that you're, you're chasing or you need to, to be you know up against. It's probably not worth doing the cut. And a lot of lifters will become very, very, very emotionally attached to a particular number, a particular weight class. You know, they'll identify as a 90 kilo lifter or a 67.5 kilo lifter or a 63 kilo lifter, whatever it may be. Um, They'll identify as this particular weight class and they'll start to sacrifice strength and performance for the sake of being in that weight class. That's when you definitely need to start thinking about moving up. So the first step is you got to determine is it worth you doing this cut? Um, and the other thing you need to consider as well is, um, are you are you leaving it too late? So, you know, you should be ready uh, or, or within striking range of a reasonable water cut at least three months before your competition, you know, 12 weeks-ish. It's a pretty arbitrary figure, but basically, in those last sort of 12 to 15 weeks is where the money training happens, where you need to be performing really well. I mean, you need to be performing well all the time, but the kind of loads that you're gonna be lifting in the last three training blocks leading into your competition, you need to have your performance facilitated by enough food. And so what I'm saying is by being in a calorie deficit in your strength phases and your peaking, you're gonna be holding back your performance. 
If you're constantly holding back your performance, you're not gonna do well at competitions. So you need to be within striking range of your weight class well in advance, and if you're not, that's on you. That's just poor preparation. And most people know what weight class they're going to be at or need to be at well in advance. So it's not an excuse to wait a couple of weeks before and then decide to cut calories. This is where a lot of lifters go wrong. They do things backwards, right? They go, okay, I've just competed. Now's the time where I can eat whatever I want and relax. And to some degree, that's true. But they'll stay in that mindset all the way up until they're ready to get serious and for a comp again, four or five months out. Then they'll be like, okay, now I need to tighten things up. Should be the opposite. Because when you start to tighten things up leading into a comp, that's when you're going to start to restrict. You're going to start to pull back calorie intake. And this is the time where calorie intake should be at maintenance or maybe even a slight surplus to facilitate performance. You're not going to lift heavy weights well if you're in a calorie deficit. So you need to be prepared for your weight class well in advance. Anyway, let's talk about the actual process of cutting weight. Because people really mess this up because of bro science that's just perpetuated the industry. Um, as a disclaimer, there are pretty serious risks that come with doing a water load and a water cut for a competition. You need to be well aware of the risks that you are putting your body uh, or subjecting your body to. Um, you need to be aware of what can happen if this is poorly managed. Um, uh, because it can be uh, it can be fatal. People die from cutting weight. Now, obviously, that's in very, 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 very extreme circumstances, but there are risks involved with the process of cutting weight, especially if done poorly, especially if done the bro science way. So I'm going to talk you through um, the way the science of the water cut works. Um, I'm not going to go through exact protocols and everything because everyone's going to be a little bit different. Um, the other thing to consider here and the other thing that you need to uh, wrap your head around is how much is okay. It's going to be different for a 24-hour and a 2-hour way. And obviously, um, the objective here is to manipulate your body weight without affecting performance and ideally without affecting calorie intake. Um, so the process of water cutting is this playing with hydration, dehydration to manipulate the weight on the scales. That, that's as complex and as simple as it gets. Um, and so in order to do this, we need to understand some basic things around how hydration works. Hydration is not just determined by the water you drink. And, and so that's an important thing to understand here because a lot of people will dehydrate themselves as part of the, the water cutting process. Oh, hold up. I'll be down soon. Yeah. <laughs> just all over the interruptions today man all right the the process of water cutting is this process of playing around with with dehydration and so there's not a dose dose response relationship here this is where all the bro science comes from you know the common the common rhetoric when it comes to how much water should you drink for a water cut is like 10 liters a day where did that number come from and why you know think people give the same advice 10 liters of water a day to 140 kilo males and 60 kilo females doesn't make any sense why would someone who's one and a half times heavier than someone else receive the same dose that doesn't make sense so th there's a lot of this bro science so we've got to understand what are we trying to achieve with the water load it's about playing around with homeostasis your body's natural balance or just a state of balance right homeostasis with hydration what we're trying to do is to be saturated to be completely hydrated for a period of time have your body's balance set towards, okay, we are hydrated, we're okay to excrete excess stuff, we're in the process of clearing stuff out. 
we sit in that space for a while, then we take that away. We take the water intake away. Homeostasis takes a couple of days to achieve, let's say 24 to 72 hours. So in that space where you've removed the water, your body's state of balance is still in the idea of excretion. And so during that time, no water coming in, lots of water coming out, body weight drops. That's all water loading is. It's just this manipulation of water in the body. And so again, it's not a dose response relationship. All we have to do is be completely saturated. Have your cells completely saturated, be completely hydrated. You, can't, you cannot be hyperhydrated. You can't be more hydrated than hydrated. So by drinking more water, you're not getting an increased effect. Once you are hydrated, you're hydrated. The point of hydration that we're looking for, essentially a good litmus test is if you're peeing clear once an hour, you're very hydrated. That's the point that we need to get to. And for most people who drink an average amount of water, you know, between one and three liters a day, it's probably only going to be one and a half to two times that. So well, water load for most people is going to be four to six liters. Not a lot of water. And it's scary if you're used to this whole 10 liters a day mindset to drink this minimalistic amount of water. But all you need to do is be hydrated and be hydrated all the time for a short period of time. The time that we water load for, again, there's a lot of bro science for it. And there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of common uh, common approaches that rely on dose-response relationship. The longer that you water load for, the more water you'll lose. Again, that's completely false. We just need to shift the body's balance. We just need to shift homeostasis towards being hydrated and then shift away from it. Again, homeostasis, 24 to 72 hours to achieve. So the water loading process doesn't need to go for much more than three days. I would say do it for five or six for a contingency for any reason. You may also need to play with other electrolytes to uh, affect levels of hydration, depending on how much water you need to cut. Uh, for example, sodium, potassium, that kind of thing. Um, in which case you might do a sodium load and then remove it, but that's getting pretty complicated now. Having more time to play around with that may be a benefit, uh, may be a, a tool up your sleeve that can help you with this process. Uh, but that's essentially the nuts and bolts of it. We play around with hydration and it's not that complicated. A little bit of extra water, Take that water away a day or two before the weigh-in. Voila, you start pissing out heaps of water. You're not drinking any. The scales drop. Then on top of that, there's all the additional strategies to kind of get rid of water. That's where it's getting pretty complex. Doing a very simple water load. Just water at the right amount, removing it at the right time, should be enough to get a good 3% of body weight down. So if you're 100 kilos, get to knock 3 kilos off the scale. That's pretty significant. It's only when you start pushing 5% plus that you start to look at these alternative strategies to get water off, which will involve uh, you know, electrolyte manipulation, which may involve strategies at the end to excrete more watering water, such as you know, hot baths, saunering, sweating methods, uh, things like that. There are uh, better and worse methods, but again, I don't want to get too deep into this. Um, the other big question that I wanted to answer today is, of course, how much is okay to cut? And there's no perfect answer to these questions, but if we're talking about 24 hours, one to 3% comfortable, three to 6% is getting uh, challenging, but very doable, probably reserved for the more experienced. Uh, six to 8% is getting pretty full on, uh, you know, 6% plus is getting pretty full on or seven to 10% is getting absolute extreme. 10% plus is suicide. 10% plus as a coach, I would disconnect from a client who wants to do a 10% plus weight cut. 
if they're going to say I'm going to cut for this competition, I'm probably not going to support it because to me the risks are too high, not in terms of performance necessarily, like performance risk is very high, but health. It's not something that I want to be a part of. I wouldn't condone a cut that high. It's just too risky, just too wild, too full on. Um, it's not worth it. Like if you, the other thing, if you're needing to cut 10% plus, you're just unprepared. You should have been more prepared. You shouldn't have had to cut that much weight. You need to think about, okay, well, if I need to cut this much weight, I'm not ready to do this competition in this weight class. I should do a, a competition at a later date and manipulate my weight using uh, calories rather than water. Different story in a two-hour way, and you're going to cut a lot less weight because you've got a lot less time to rehydrate and refeed. Uh, so I'd say one to two percent is doable and comfortable. Two to four percent is challenging but still doable. Five percent is extreme. Five percent plus is suicide for a two-hour way, and especially in terms of performance. Cutting the weight for a two-hour weigh-in with a five, you know, six percent, seven percent, not that crazy health-wise, but certain perform, certainly performance. You're just not going to rehydrate and perform in time uh, with a two-hour weigh-in doing a cut that big. The, the tricky thing is, is that you'll get reports from lifters of like, oh yeah, I did this massive cut and I performed just fine. It's like you performed just fine in the sense that you hit the numbers that you may have wanted to. The question I always ask is, if you went in there healthy and hydrated, would you have performed way better? You know, like, would you have done way better because you weren't fucked from the water cut? So it's something to consider if you're used to doing these crazy uh, cuts. A um, lot more complicated, a lot more to it than that when it comes to cutting weight. Uh, the most important part is the rehydration process, and maybe I'll touch on that in another episode. Going to leave it there. hope that was helpful. If you ever need help with a cut, please feel free to reach out. Uh, Rochelle, our nutrition coach, is a weapon when it comes to water cuts. Uh, she's just written up a fantastic guide. Uh, we're going to make a couple of Instagram posts about this subject as well. Hope that helped. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.